everyone. Welcome to the Sports Luck 2020 NHL restart slash playoff preview. Uh, we have a, a pretty big panel of people today. We brought in two special guests that I will introduce in just a second. Michael Lynch, that is because we have two mics on this time, is going to be hosting this week. But without further ado, let's introduce our two special guests. Okay, I'm Matt. My favorite team is Tampa Bay Lightning. Got my Braden Point jersey on right now. And I'm, I'm just really excited hockey's back. You know, I mean, what else are you excited for? When I realized that they were coming back this week, I, I watched the exhibition games. And even though there were no fans, it still had like a lot of that energy that I enjoy from the NHL. So I really was really happy to have that. But right now, I mean, playoff hockey, everyone always talks about how wonderful it is to watch that and like how it's like almost a different sport than the regular season. So I think once we get into the groove of everything, after the play-in rounds are really set through, we're going to start seeing some really interesting athleticism just like on display. So I'm very much looking forward to just seeing everything. Okay, uh, Corkery, you're up. <laughs> so uh, I'm Mike, other Mike Corkery. Uh, play some club hockey, so excited to get the NHL back and rolling. All-time Flyers guy. Had some season tickets for a while. JJ's been there. Seen my seats. Mike, since you've now traveled the country, it seems like, over the last few weeks, please take the lead. All right, gentlemen and audience, welcome to this edition of Hockey is Back. It is our last sport to bring back. Finally, we have sports coming back full storm ahead. It won't feel probably completely normal, but at least it's something that we can see as fans and as sports enthusiasts. So to start it off, we'll be hitting all the qualifying rounders, matchups, and to lead it off, I had to lead with my New York Rangers taking on the Carolina Hurricanes, another matchup that both teams will be battling to qualify for uh, the Eastern Conference playoffs. Now, without further ado, I'll let Jason lead it off to take his pick between the Rangers and Hurricanes. Who will advance to the Eastern Conference postseason? All right. Well, I think this is a uh, going to be a close matchup. I think that, that this will be one of the closer qualifying round matchups in the Eastern Conference. I think both teams uh, have some potential and some promise to do some damage. Uh, I think that the Rangers are kind of a weird team. They have all that youth, not so much experience. They're kind of moving away from Hank. They made some trades at the deadline. They traded Brady to the Hurricanes, of course. Um, I think that they have a shot. But really, I think that this is going to be uh, the Hurricanes series. I just think that uh, they are the better team. I think that they have more offense. I think that I really like their defense, even though they lost like uh, lost some pieces over the um, last few seasons. I just think that they're the team to beat, even with even though they have the shakier goalie situation. The Rangers are just so inexperienced. The Hurricanes won a playoff round last year. They have a good coach. Um, I don't know. I mean, they were the better team all regular season. I got to go with the Hurricanes. I'm going to jump in here, I guess. I'm just, yeah. my prediction's easy here. I got to go with the Rangers. They, I just feel like the qualifiers are going to be dominated by goaltending. And I just got to go with Lundqvist. And I know they have, uh, Lundqvist might not be determined as a starter, but it's more of, but it's better to have two good goalies than having a shaky goalie situation, especially when you're going to have teams that are still not in 100% form. I know you have exposition games and all that, but that's, it's not the same. You don't have like the 82 games of getting warmed up before the playoffs and all that. It's not the same at all. I just wanted to jump in on what Noah just said because I don't think uh, Lundqvist will even be on the bench for the Rangers come come playoff time, to be honest. Yeah, uh, he won't be. We got oh, almost guaranteed to be the starter. They seem to favor Shesterkin. Uh, I just don't know 
You really think Lundqvist won't even be on the bench? I, I think he might be their third man out. They got three. Uh, I don't see that. You see, you see, Shesterkin's clearly in this in this in this matchup. I think Shesterkin is the goalie with the most potential to to steal the series. I think in, in, out of the four goalies I can think of, which are Lundqvist, Shesterkin, Mrazek, and God, I have a brain fart because the Canes have used several goalies this season, but they're uh, Reimer. Jason Reimer, of course. Out of those four, I feel like Shesterkin is the most able to really take 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 an extra step. But Lundqvist had a bad season last season relative to his normal, but he's been pretty good right now. And Georgiev went down. So in my eyes, I think it's closer. I mean, Noah went straight for Rangers, but um, I don't think it's completely easy to just say, oh, it's one way or the other, so obviously. Because like the, the Canes very clearly do have good offense. And now they've got defensive pieces like uh, Brady Shea just got traded, and they have um, uh, the guy from the Devils. Who's the guy from the Devils? From the Devils, then the Ducks. Uh, well, Vatanen. Thank you, Vatanen. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Vatanen. So, like, they're building up their blue line pretty well, which I'm a big fan of, and I think that can help them a lot, especially because, like you said, they won a series last year. I mean, that's good experience. But the Rangers have some young guys. But like, my father's a Rangers fan. I was just talking to him about this today, actually. Capo Caco, fresh out of the draft, didn't have that hot of a season. But this, you could kind of see with the long break, this is close to being like his half sophomore season. So he might have come, he might be able to break out of his shell and just destroy the destroy at least the playing round because like yeah the canes are good but they're not that old either so they're both pretty young teams and but i'm i do think i have to agree with uh mike a little bit goaltending is going to do a lot so i think shesterkin having that ability to come out but i don't think that um i don't think that we should look too down on lundquist he he was in the exhibition game so yeah, they sat uh georgiev for that game and that's he, true but i think that might be because their starter you really think georgiev's gonna be their starter he played most games this season Yes. And you're playing well. I think think Chesterkin would definitely be starting. But, however, they're trying to – they're not giving away uh, who's starting. Uh, That's exactly or sticking it to last the last minute, but they're clearly um, trying to hide their starter. Yeah, exactly. Let's get away from the goaltending talk a little bit, though, because I know you guys are talking so much about the goaltending, but I just think these early rounds, the qualifying rounds, first rounds, are going to be all about the teams that have more skill. I think it's going to be the the teams that have the more skilled players, and I think that's the Hurricanes in this series. I think that's going to take a while for the goalies to get back in a rhythm, or it might not take a guy like Sebastian so much time i agree that probably the skill guys that are going to definitely make a difference in the early stages especially because you won't have the same type of physical play you'd normally see uh from playoff hockey when teams have already played 82 games plus on the season but i think the goalies play the biggest role in this situation because you can have a goalie steal you a three-game series in this case yeah it's only three that's the other thing it's a really good point it's only a it's it's best to five, right? Correct. So you only need three wins. I do like the Sebastian Ajo point, but I don't think I think you're not giving the Rangers enough credit for the talent that they also have. They've come at that you really that you weren't expecting, but really have brought themselves up. Like of all the teams, like I'm I'm looking at all the teams who made it into the play-in rounds, and the Rangers don't surprise me that much. I mean, they're low, so they're not the best, but they're not they're not too surprised. Like I see the Blackhawks in there, and I hate the Blackhawks, but they also surprised me to be there. But like. I think we're sleeping on the Rangers a little bit, but um, maybe. But I mean, they wouldn't have even made the play.
playoffs if they just – Yeah, they were the 11th team. They barely – No, yeah, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. You're exactly right. But because of how playoff hockey works, I think even though it's it's not with any setup and they've only played like two exhibition games – no, each team I think has played one – um, it's going to be really weird to get into this without any rhythm. But, like, as someone who's lived through it, it first round can be really wild. And I don't want us to, like, sl- to sit here and say, well, oh, the rain- like, last year I watched the Lightning get swept. And part of the reason is, I mean, Bobrovsky played out of his mind in the playoffs for the first time in his career. So I think seeing, even if they do have Georgiev and they do play him, like you said, he played a lot of their games and they did well enough to at least make the 24 team layout. Shesterkin, as we've seen, has been way better than you would have expected. And Hank's still Hank. Like, he's old and he's old, but, you know, (laughs) he has qualities that are the reason that they've kept him and the reason they still play him. So I think, but I do still think the Canes, in like in terms of statistics and logic, the Canes edge them out, but I'm not going to count the Rangers complete. Like if the Rangers win, I won't be super surprised, but I, I do agree. I do expect the Canes to win. All right, so at my, oh, my wait, court, wait. were you picking the Rangers or the Canes? I'm picking the Hurricanes. Wait, I, I want to quickly jump in. I went on hockey reference and I was just, you know, baseline stats. Honestly, both teams are quite balanced when it comes to that. Panarin's had an amazing year. Zibanejad has also had a really good year. But then on, on Carolina's side, you have Aho, Teravine, and Sveshnikov, who all have had 60 points plus on the season. Um, obviously, Aho having the most on the team. So... I guess based on that, um, their offenses are quite balanced and their goalie situation from what it seems like just wins and losses and goals against um, also seems quite balanced. I mean, Carolina was um, has been consistently good the last few years, so I'm going to go with them. Not saying that the Rangers aren't going to make it interesting. I don't think it's going to be a clean sweep. I think it's going to definitely go at least four or five to see who, who advances on. Yeah, yeah, I like I like those points where there's a lot of there's a lot of balance between their offenses. I mean, you got Panarin up for the heart, but you got these three great players on Carolina, but I do agree, Carolina. Rangers are going to make it interesting, but Carolina's got that blue line behind them, and I think that helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking from a fan perspective, I mean, the, the one thing that they are definitely a rebuilding team, uh, the Rangers, and, but the, the one thing, at least as uh, from a fan standpoint, they have at least kept it interesting and kept, you know, fans at least watching the games and uh, definitely very in tuned, uh, even though we all understand that, you know, as far as cup contention goes, pro, you know, we're definitely, you know, far off from that. But uh, at least it looks like, you know, as far as for a rebuilding team, they, they seem to be o- overperforming uh, than, uh, than I would have definitely expected. Uh, I think, you know, playing hockey in August, like the first game since – March 12th or something, however long it's been. Definitely going to be a lot of rust. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of offsides. I think a lot of sloppy play, not clean passes. Um, that being said, I definitely think it can be close. I do. I will, just to be the odd man out, I will pick the Rangers. Not biased at all. But Hey, you uh, with me, Lynch. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Did you? Okay. Yeah. yeah there we go. Based on the fact, hopefully, you know, Shattenkirk and whoever they scramble up in goal. But I'll, yeah, I have to go with them. But just because on the sheer fact that I think I, it's hard to, like, take the expectations of what we've seen over the season because we're so far removed from that. I think it's just going to be based on who can, you know, break the rust off the quickest. But moving on, the next matchup we'll talk about here, we have the number 10 seed, the Panthers, and the number seven, New York Islanders. 
two uh, solid teams. Uh, no, the Islanders have been, you know, in the mix uh, for most of the regular season. Who do we think uh, is going to come out of that? Uh, come out of that series? Anyone? Bueller. I kind of hope it's the Panthers. I don't think it's going to be the Panthers. I think the Panthers have been waiting so long that they kind of <laughs> want it, right? And they got like if Bobrovsky played Bobrovsky last year, they they would they would kill, right? Like, like they, 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 they'd really taken the series. But I think the Islanders slipped a little bit, which is why they're seventh. And the Panthers came up a little bit, and they're either tenth. So, like, I think the Islanders have more room to grow, and the Panthers have a lot of room to fail. And I think that's why the Islanders are going to take them off. Um, but this is me assuming Brovsky plays the same he played for the whole season, and it's been a while, so like you said, since the last game, and he's got a history of being a good goalie, but I do think the uh, Isles are coming out on top on this one. Yeah, I think this is, for me at least, a pretty easy pick to take the Islanders for this one. I think they have a much better team uh, offensively, especially with Barzell leading the charge up front. They have a deeper team, and they play a very regiment system, like their coach, uh, Trotz, doesn't doesn't give him very many options to choose from. Uh, Varlamov has played a great season. Grice has also played a great season. And to Matt's point, Bobrovsky hasn't earned his $10 million contract yet this season. And he is a former Vesna player, could steal any season, any series, I mean. And uh, we just haven't seen it at all from him throughout this season. And maybe things have changed with uh, the quarantine for him. I think Trotz with, the, with those two goalies is just so a great point there. I mean, those two goalies, like you said, played have played great in the past and continued to play great. And with Trotz's defensive system, I think they got a lot behind them. And it's not like they're lacking on offense. So I, I totally agree with you on that one. I think they're a pesky team, the Islanders. I think they can be good. I mean, they have at least somewhat good coaching. And they have, uh, you know, good goaltending, at least for the most part. At least, if not good, solid. Um, you know, not having Laner this year hurts. Laner did so well for them last year. But... Uh, I just think that the Islanders are the better team. I think they're, they've been the more consistent team all year, even though, like you said, they slipped a little bit. I don't know. I think this, this kind of like Mike said, this is a pretty easy pick for me to go with the Islanders. I'm going to quickly be- jump. Oh, sorry. No, you go, you go, okay. you go. so I'm going to quickly jump in. Um, I do think that the Panthers in terms of their offense have the better, um, you know, have like the better top line of their offense, meaning, uh, Huberto and Barkov. Um, I do think, however, going back on what Matt and and, uh, and and Corkery said, the Islanders' goalie situation is much more stable. Both guys that they've had, uh, Varlamov and Grease, um, or Grice, depending, I, I don't know how to say his name, unfortunately. Um, but their their goals against are both under 275, which is really good. And they both started uh, almost 30 games each. So both of those guys you can rely on in goal. And Bobrovsky is, is 23-19-6 with a 3-2-3 goals against. So not as consistent. Definitely hasn't earned his $10 million a year contract. Um, I think I think based on that, uh, with more consistent goalies, uh, I, I think it'll be um, the Islanders' uh, matchup to lose. Just don't count out a Joel Quineville coach team in the playoffs. Okay. All I know I got to say here is I don't doubt Bob. I don't doubt the teams are going to be the lower seeds in this one just because you didn't have a great season. This is a new season. And Bob historically has been a great goalie. And for me, it's goalies first, especially for the qualifiers. So I'm going to have to go with the Panthers in this one. He's going to earn the 10 million contract a little bit. I would not be surprised to see if the Panthers go down early 
we see their backup, uh, Drager, coming. That could also surprised. happen. <laughs> he, he had he only played a couple games on the season, but he was very good, had above a 9-3 save percentage. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the future. Yeah. I mean, I think the Panthers are just glad to be competing for anything. I mean, we rarely see the Panthers uh, in the mix of possibly making the playoffs. You know, with all due respect, I think it's an easy, like we kind of alluded to, definitely an easy pick. Uh, but you never know. We saw Columbus, you know, beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in four games last year. So anything can happen. It's playoff hockey. That's the thing. <laughs> but moving right along, we have the Panthers and Canadians. I know Jason's pick, so we can probably skip him. But how about let's see how what Matt thinks about this series. Uh, interesting series between uh, the Penguins and Canadians, I would say. Probably... I, th- I think it may be close, but we'll see what Matt thinks. Okay. I think it could be close, like you said. And I don't. I hate picking every matchup to just be by the numbers. And once we get to the next one, I'm not going to. But right now, I just look at the way the Habs have played and the fact that the Pens haven't lost that much since when they were so successful that I, I find a hard time picking the Habs over the Pens in this one. Where, But, like – I mean, they got Carey Price. Shea Weber has recently been pushing people to thinking that the Habs won the Weber uh, Subban trade. So, like, I totally see where people are coming from. They're get the Habs are getting better. Um, like we've said about the Rangers, they're a rebuilding team. So, like, you got to give them that. And there's a reason that they're on the bubble and they're in this format. But they're also the 12th ranked team in the East for a pretty good reason. And there's a lot of stuff that I don't think they should necessarily be. They might not necessarily should be there, if that makes sense. Like, like I feel like they, they, they lucked into getting into this, and the Pens, no one really had any doubts. And now, don't get me wrong, I, I do see a lot of players on the Habs completely, like, I mean, you got, they got Max Domi, who with them has really been tearing it up. I think that they have the potential to really break open the series, but I just don't really see it happening that realistically. I think that that's a, that's a very small chance. I, I very much see the Pens winning this out, which I hate to say, uh, but, <laughs> you know, they're a good team. I can't, I can't disagree with that fact. I, I hate when my guys play them, and I love when we beat them. So I, don't, I, don't, I see them winning this series. Yeah, I agree with you with that. I think it's without a doubt Penguins are going to win this series, even though the Canadians do have a historically great goalie and Carey Price is not – it doesn't even matter. Like, the Penguins are – they're healthy now. They get Gensel back. They get so many players back. They're an experienced playoff team. It's it's just not even close. You can't have a team of young players. They have a goalie who's getting up there in years now on Price and, and who's been injured a lot. But it doesn't even matter because you got Murray, you got Jari. Who's, Jari's been good. Murray has struggled. But both of them have playoff experience. So you got to give them credit there. And I think that's going to win out having an experienced team and knows how to get the job Jari doesn't have playoff experience, team. but he's – He's been a, he was an all-star this year, though. So he's good. Um, I guess I'll jump in. Um, I do want to say shout-out to Max Domi because I did um, uh, one time randomly just try to email a bunch of NHL teams to get pocket schedules, and they sent me a signed, like – like like a signed poster of Max Domi. And I was like, I didn't really think that much of it when I got it, but now I'm like, dude, that's a pretty cool thing. Cause like he's turning into a really good player uh since he's um since he's went to Montreal. So you know I might hold on to that and it might be worth something a lot more. Um but I do think that 
the Penguins are the better team. Um, I really hope they get bounced. Like, I really hope they get bounced. But then it would be funny because um, a team that's in the qualifiers is going to be the number one pick. So, like, what if the Pens lose and then get the number one pick, which would be the absolute worst thing of all time. So I think for that reason, because I don't think anyone wants to see the Pens get the number one pick or even have the possibility of it, I think I'm going to move them on. But I think either way, until Malkin and Crosby, even though, I mean, they are getting older, they're still two of the best players in the NHL. And I don't think that you can doubt them, especially now with all of the uh, with all of the uh, the playoff and or Stanley Cup winning experiences that they've had. Yeah, I mean, this team knows what they're they're all about. And, you know, they have too much experience in the playoffs. And I think it's I think it's probably going to be a sweep, but I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty much a 3-0 Penn series unless something happens. Uh, Carey Price, of course, can win any series for you, can win you a few games, but I just don't think the Canadians belong on the ice with the Penguins at this point. I'd love to see the Penguins lose. Big Flyers guy, I enjoyed seeing them beat them in our one exhibition game that counted for absolutely nothing, but, you know, I just I don't see looking down the list in the roster of uh, Montreal, how they're going to do it. Their top goal scorer and point getter was Thomas Tatar, not Max Domi as much as we'd like Max Domi. I like Max Domi. He'd usually be, you know, over at the Flyers skate zone this time of year playing in a charity tournament, but instead he gets to play in playoffs. So a little bit better for him, but you know, I just don't think that with the Penguins depth at forward, the Crosby Malkin headed lines, their great defense and Murray who hasn't had his best season is still a Stanley cup champion has won two cups, I think, uh, while he was in. And then Jari has had a great season, was an all-star, as Jason said. So I'd really be surprised to see anything but the Pittsburgh Penguins move on. Yeah, and as the Penguins fan, you know, I'm obviously not going to go with the Canadians. I mean, I just think the Pens are a really good team. This is the healthiest they, this is the healthiest they've been the entire season, including the beginning of the season way back in October. I mean, and they added so much to the team. I really love the additions of Marlowe, who's been – tearing it up in the scrimmages he has that experience the guys are going to want to try to win one for him uh you know he, he brought in Jason Zucker who I think is going to be a really great fit on the Malkin line Evan Rodriguez it probably won't make the top 12 but he's a good depth option to have because he can play all three forward positions he reunited Sherry with Crosby and Gensel and like Noah said Gensel's healthy I, I think that this is going to be the pens in either three or four maybe you get a game if Price uh, steals a game or something but I think that this is the Pens series to lose. Very, very good. All right, our last qualifier rounder coming from the East, playing in Toronto, starting, I believe, Sunday. They have their game one. So, uh, and that is the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Toronto Maple Leafs. How about I'll start it out with Mike uh, to give his pick between the Maple Leafs and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, so for this one, if anything but the Maple Leafs coming out of it happens, you're going to see a ride in Toronto despite their corona protocols and it being in their city host. Uh, you may not see any more Eastern Conference games happening up there if that happens. I mean, you paid Matthews, you paid Marner, you paid Tavares, and you're putting all three of them on the same line potentially as we saw in exhibition games and tryouts. It, the Blue Jackets are made. They're a team made for these Cinderella stories as they've done in the past, such as beating Matt's Tampa Bay Lightning in for the best team to ever grace the ice, possibly, in terms of season points. I mean, just about, right? So they're made to beat teams like that. They're made to come in, shut down your superstars, and pull out games. And I hate to keep harping on goaltenders, but Elvis Merz Merzlikens, 
I mean, can't get much better than that on your season. So I really don't want Columbus to win, but it'd be a lot of fun. I think this game may go to the distance. I think we may see a five-game series out of this one. Very close, very contentious, but I think you have to take Toronto just based off of their team. And, you know, we'll see what happens, but hopefully hopefully Toronto wins just for the city's sake. I got to go with Toronto also. I think it'll be a sweep. I mean, I told you that I'm going with a lot of the guys, a lot of the teams that have the skill players, and that's exactly what Toronto has with the Martyrs and Matthews and Tavares of the world. And I think Freddie Anderson's a better goalie than either of the Blue Jackets goalies, Elvis or Corpusalo. And, um, you know, Seth Jones is coming back, which will be big for Columbus. But uh, even so, I just I think that this is going to be a Maple Leaf sweep. I think that it helped them when they fired Babcock and brought in Keefe. I think that kind of kind of gave them a kick in the ass that they kind of needed. I'm going to quickly yeah. jump in. Uh, sorry, sorry, no, I'll quickly jump in, and then, and then I'll, let you, I'll let you have your very famous story, which I'm sure is going to lighten up the mood. Um, yeah. But with, you know, the, the top three that Toronto has, Matthews, Marner, and Tavares, if you can't win with those guys, I don't know who you can win with. Like, those are three of the best players in the NHL, and as, and as Corkery said, having them on the same line, that's like the Legion of Doom. 2020, I guess, I guess is, I guess is a great way to, um, to analyze that possibly better than that. Probably who knows, but um, having those three guys on your front line or having those three guys on your team and not winning a series, despite how pesky the blue jackets can be. Um, I do think that it's going to be um, it's, it's not going to be a sweep. Um, definitely not a sweep because the blue jackets are just one of those teams are just a pesky team. Um, so I think it'll go four or five. Uh, I do think Toronto is going to pull it out. Um, I, I think they have the star power. They have, um, the, to pull it out and I think if they don't pull it out like Corkery said Toronto is going to be up in flames either that or, or or the Raptors getting bounced out in the first round of the playoffs so who knows and to cut no off again I didn't even mention William Nylander who's going to be on your next line with Kasperi Kapanen and then on your defense you have Tyson Berry you have Morgan Riley you have Jake Muzzin I mean they can set up their power play units however you want and you're going to have some of the best highest paid highest skilled players on the ice yeah and my reason's probably a little less than hockey but it has merit one every time I bet on the Blue Jackets this year they always failed me so I can't root for the Blue Jackets because I'm going to lose but uh, the reason why I have to say the Maple Leafs is because around the spring of last year, it was the day before opening day, I happened to catch a Flyers-Maple Leafs game, game number two. Let's just say the Maple Leafs kind of killed the Flyers that game. It looked really good, but the moral of this story, though, is, well, you see, before the game, I might have had a little bit too much to drink, and it was open the day before opening day, Adubo Herrera was there. He's reading the crowd. He does, does his own thing. He's two seats in front of me. And let's just say uh, I might have vomited into a, chick, a chicken peach crab flies, but the Maple Leafs were at that memory. I got to go to Maple Leafs because be, it happened to be like two weeks later, a dude her hair is like suspended forever and disappears. But like, it's just funny how that, that, didn't, that, that happened. So... And the Maple Leafs did look good that game, even though it's it's a long time ago now. They have a lot of firepower, and I'm not big on the Blue Jackets. I've seen them play multiple times this year, and they always just look bad. So I can't go for them at all. So and also the Maple Leafs, they were there in the game I threw up behind the Dubal Herrera. So I got to go with them. Right, I'll, I'll be the, I'll be the dissenting point uh, on this one. I I do not see the Maple Leafs winning a series. 
in their history. <laughs> but, like, you're talking about all these great players they have. Most of those players they've had for at least last season, even before that. And they haven't won a series since a while. And I think, yeah, they played against the Bruins, and the Bruins are a good team, and I can't fault them for that. Like, they're playing against someone who last year made it to the finals. So they got that going for them, which is nice. But I've personally witnessed the Blue Jackets tear apart an all-star roster. Um, And there's something about them that, to me – with, they got little guys that you do not like Pierre-Luc Dubois. You don't think of that name when you think hockey. And like Oliver Bjorkstrand, Cam Atkinson, like they're, they're names on the Blue Jackets, but they're not like hockey names. But you see those guys on the score sheet whenever you look through the stupid Lightning Blue Jackets series last year. And I just, I feel like one of my philosophies in all of life is that, yeah, you can have six of the best guys versus six average guys, but the six average guys work well together. They're going to tear the six best guys apart because it is a team sport, whether you like it or not. And Frederick Anderson is a pretty good goalie. I'm not going to. I'm not going to disagree with that, but with Elvis playing really well, honestly, I mean, I'm looking at what the Blue Jackets have done in the past and what the Maple Leafs have done in the past, and I think that the main difference between the Blue Jackets last season and this season is their goaltending, which I think could have arguably gotten better or is on par. I mean, Bobrovsky is a Vezina winning goalie, but last season wasn't a Vezina season for him, and uh, Elvis is a fan, has played fantastic. Even when he hasn't had his five shutouts, he was still playing well. So I think they have a chance to just, like, be stalwart and not let things through. Like, do I think that they might get lit up for a game? Absolutely. Like like you already said, with uh, Marner, Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, like, they got, they got cannons on their team. Like, they, it's very easy for them to just shoot through these guys. But one thing the Blue Jackets do have is defense. They're not that much lacking on offense, and their goaltending is pretty good. They're Like we said, they're built for Cinderella stories, and I think that they really have that going for them, where now they're kind of energized. And the Leafs, the Leafs always talk like they're energized, like, like oh, this will be the year, this will be the time. But they never actually have any energy behind it, which is why whenever you see them lose to the Bruins in the first round, you're never surprised. <laughs> Like to me, they just the the they don't have they have the the firepower and like the the technical skill, but in terms of like playoff hockey standards, I don't think they got it. I think the Blue Jackets are taking this. I don't think they're sweeping. I don't. I think it could even go to five games, but I don't think I don't think the Leafs are making that alive. Yeah, grim thing to say. I wanted, yeah. I mean, the, like Matt said, the Columbus has a flair for the heroics for being underdogs. And that's what they love to be. And they love to get these teams that look like they're well and more than favored. But I'm going to pick Columbus, too. I think Columbus in five, just because I think that um, even though Toronto has all these good skill guys, like the points we've already mentioned, I just think that, like, kind of to Matt's point, I think, you know, watching Columbus – have that history of completely shocking hockey fans, not just Tampa fans, but hockey fans in general. And what's funny is that I asked a Columbus fan before the series started and asked them straight up, like before last year, uh, before the series started last year against Tampa. And he said immediately, without hesitation, there was no, not a thought. And he said Columbus in four. And ends up happening and com- everyone's just completely shocked. It's like one of, you would think that was like one of no his bogus predictions how the you know 
like so, right. like when the Saints like uh, overtook the or I think no I think it was the Seahawks. That yeah, Seahawks. The, Saints. the when the Seahawks were like under five hundred, I was already right like, in said the that, playoffs and they, and, and they somehow won. And it was like it was like like hey, this I'm a genius. Just, the Saints were overrated. You, no, you're just an idiot that like picked them and got lucky. But, hey, yeah, agree to disagree. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm just gonna go with Columbus. I don't think they're the. I don't think they're more equipped. I think or more talented. I just think they're more gritty, and I think they'll be able to give uh, the Maple Leafs a run for their money. But let's fly out to Edmonton and head over to the Western Conference. Let's start it out with Matt's favorite team, the Blackhawks and Oilers. How about let's start with Jason? I don't think the Oilers are a great team. I think in some ways they kind of got lucky with where they placed in the standings this year. But they're better than the Blackhawks. I mean, come on. The Blackhawks are just a shell of what they used to be. They're a bad team. They're going to beat the Blackhawks. I don't know how much farther they'll go than that. But just, I mean, they have they have the star power. I mean, the Blackhawks have stars too, but it's just not the same anymore. The Blackhawks goalie situation is not great. Yeah, they don't have James Neal. <laughs> the defense isn't great. Just, I don't know. This the real deal. This, seems, this just seems Exactly, like you understand. Another easy pick. I think that this is the only easy pick in the West. I think the other three series were, are going to be all extremely close, but... I don't know I got to go with Oilers probably in four games or something like that. I'll jump in quickly. Um, uh, I I can never pick the Blackhawks for what Patrick Kane did to the Flyers, regardless of how bad Michael Layton is as a goalie and and how he's very very fluky goalie. But oh man, it, it, I mean I mean I mean Connie's got to get what? How long ago was that? That was a decade ago. Don't remind me. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was like I was like nine years so. Yeah, it was uh, it was a Flyers goalie. They're gonna play poor. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not anymore. Who knows? But oh man, you gotta do it for Connie. I mean, you gotta give him something. Like like oh my god, just like pretend like you're good to give him some sort of trophy to possibly hoist up. Um, I, I think just for that reason, I think there might be a little bit little little bit more fire under the tushes of um uh of Edmonton. Um, but yeah, the Blackhawks like they're good, but like not what they were five years ago. Not what they were ten years. ago. Go. Um, and having Leon Draisaitl, who's currently leading the league in points by like, I think I think Connie's second, but um, I I mean leading the league, the only guy with over 100 points this season. I mean, it, like they they have to win this series. Like like it just seems like a lock. Um, I I would suspect I would suspect a sweep, but you know the crazier things might happen. Um, so I'm just gonna say at least at least Oilers at four, but who knows? Why is Mike going crazy? What the heck happened? You watching the Yankees game? Probably something with the Yankees. God dang it. Well well. It would be funny though, because Canadian teams do trend, like tend to like struggle every time in the playoffs. It seems like it'd just be funny to see them to lose that badly. Uh, as Alex is off screen, is just freak, is just upset about that. I guess whatever happened at baseball game, but yeah, uh, it's just one of those things where Edmonton has so much more talent. Like I know the Blackhawks still have uh, Patrick Kane and all. They do have Brandon Saad. Uh, a legend in his own right, play a former uh, Blue Jacket. So maybe they have some Blue Jacket magic there. But nah, it's, it's just not even close. Blackhawks are old. old. Like I feel like, what do they have? Like what's Duncan Keith like thirty five now? Uh, it's, everyone like the players I know are like either retired or like in like their like mid to late thirties. I feel like. Yeah, no, that makes. It, I pretty much had the exact same uh, idea of just like it would be so funny if the Oilers lost, but especially since they're against the Blackhawks. I just I can't stand for that. 
<laughs> so, so, uh, but beyond that, like, yeah, like who are the stars the Blackhawks have that we can think of off the top of our heads? Like, yeah, Patrick Kane, obviously a great hockey player, but he's been playing for a while at this point. He's still good, but he's not like as hot as people like Drysidle and McDavid. You could argue, um, who, why? I keep Jonathan Taves, uh, captain. Like he's a good player. Uh, their their blue line though is like wicked old. Mostly they're like guys who won the first Stanley Cup the Blackhawks won a few years ago, and they're still there. And they're like, no, um, we can still win a Stanley Cup. And it's just like like Duncan Keith, and you're just like, okay, you're Brett here. Brett Seabrook. Brett Seabrook. Yeah, Brett Seabrook. It's like, yeah, you're here, but like, what are you gonna do? But then like you look at the Oilers, and they got um they got some now pretty seasoned guys in Dreisaitl and McDavid who have played a few playoff series and are both fantastic players in their own rights, even apart from each other. So you got them going and then you have, they have pretty like decent goaltending enough and the Blackhawks, definitely don't have good goaltending. I mean, Corey Crawford is either old or injured half the time. So like, you don't have much to rely on there and then their backups aren't that hot either. So I don't think, I don't think there's a reasonable way to really find a way for the Blackhawks to really pass this off Be- because like the Oilers are just, they have, they seem like they're shoulder, head and shoulders above the Blackhawks right now. Uh, they got like new guys like Kyler Yamamoto who are coming in the league pretty well and they're being brought up by the other people. I think the Oilers are finally becoming a real team, which is great for them. The only negative is that if means the Blackhawks might get the first overall pick, which is just sucks. <laughs> so, but that, I, I totally agree. Uh, I totally think the Oilers are taking this one. Four sounds pretty reasonable to me. I don't think Blackhawks are taking it five, but I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I mean, it is only three games. So don't, don't, don't take that word on, in stone, but I, I'd be surprised to see the Blackhawks pull this one off. I also don't want to see them do that. <laughs> so I was there uh, at the Flyers game, sitting right by the Flyers bench when Patrick Kane got the puck around Kimo Timonen and scored the game-winning goal. And I watched him dance down the ice to where I was sitting because I was on the end, that end of overtime, as everyone in the building was looking around for the puck. So with that memory in mind, I can't possibly choose the Blackhawks. I just don't think overall the Blackhawks' defense is there. You're very likely to see an unfit-to-play Corey Crawford at some point and an untested Malcolm Subban for the most part coming over from the Vegas Golden Knights. So. I think McDavid, Dreisaitl, I think those guys get it done, at least for three games. I don't think the Oilers are built for a long playoff run. You still have questions in goaltending with Mike Smith. Uh, They do have the real deal, James Neal, on the lineup, too, as Jason is. Yes, I am glad you understand the importance of James, the real deal, Neal. He's a very important piece. He's 19 goals this season. Nothing to laugh about. But if you look at the Oilers' defense, uh, not too many big-name players on there. Darnell Nurse is probably the biggest name. Uh, After that, everyone kind of drops off. But there's no – after Patrick Kane, really, for the the Blackhawks, it kind of drops off bad. So I think Oilers take this one probably four games, and that's the end of the series. But if they had Scott Foster, that would be a different story. Okay, before I don't know if anyone else has anything to say on this. But before we move on, I don't know if we've really mentioned this podcast, Colby Cave. I think the Oilers will be fighting hard for Colby Cave and RIP to him and his family and his loved ones. Yeah, Edmonton and the Boston Bruins will both be wearing Colby Cave uh, stickers on their helmets. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, again, to reiterate, the Blackhawks hardly look any, hardly look recognizable uh, to what they were. Um, you know. Seemed like every game against them was always circled on the schedule and always was, was going to be hard fought. But 
yeah, this year definitely doesn't look like it's going to be their year. I would take Edmonton in three. Moving along, we have the Winnipeg Jets and the Calgary Flames. Noah, who is going to win between the Flames and the Jets? Oh, this they is don't the go well e- together, but who is ball. going to pull this out? This is easy for me to say. I'm going to say the Jets because it's one I've never seen Calgary ever achieve anything in my entire life, pretty much. Every time I look at them, they always fail me. I remember them in the Jerome Igma days uh, a long, long time ago. But also, I just think the Jets have a lot of good players on their team. They still, I know if he's if he's still playing, uh, I think we'll, Blake Wheeler, they got, uh, I'm going to butcher a lot of names. Jason always corrects me when I say hockey player names. Uh, but they got, I think the Jets got a pretty good team. They got good forwards uh, and so on. And I just think I got to give them the edge over the Flames, who I just never really trust the Flames. It's just a personal opinion there. You never trust Calgary. Yeah, I got to agree with Noah on this one. You got to take the Jets, in my opinion. I think they're a deeper team. Better goaltending, better defense, better all-around team. The Flames really rely heavily on the Johnny Gaudreau line. Uh, we'll see how they come out. Love Johnny Hockey. You know, New Jersey guy, of course. Similar size to me. Not not a big deal. But I don't know if we're going to see the Flames pull, it, pull out a game. They got a big question mark in net. Uh, their coach would not announce a starter. So we'll have to see what they come out with. But like to see Johnny Gaudreau do well. But I don't think he's enough to carry that whole Flames team on his back. I'm going to quickly jump in. Um, I have to agree with both uh, Corkery and Noah. I'm picking Winnipeg. I would have picked Winnipeg anyways. Uh, big, big bar down fan here. Um, love, love me some Jesse Pollock. And I can't pick against Jesse's beloved Winnipeg Jets um, for as much as he shoves them down into everyone's though. But I do the same thing with the Rays in baseball. So, um, but they, I, I, I feel like they're, I feel like their attack in terms of like their leading point getters is a lot more balanced than Calgary's. And, and if you're really relying on Kachuk and Goudreau um, to kind of lead your team, even though they're both really good players, I think that, um, you know, one line being really good versus, you know, an, an entire more balanced, deeper team team is 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 not going to do you good also Connor Halbuck um uh, two you know he's 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 having a really really good year so nine 922 save percentage 257 goals against having a very very solid year in goal has been a very good um goalie over the course of his career and uh I, I think that like you know Winnipeg is Winnipeg is becoming a very consistent team in the playoffs while not you know not always finishing the job um but I think that they you know they could get to that point soon I just hope that somehow they can get the um uh, the fact that Ilya Kovalchuk currently has the uh, the most goals in team history um out of their uh heads in a little bit since they were the thrasher so I feel really really bad for that um but anyways I was going to pick the Jets um I'll go Jets in four wait Alex I'll speak about that the other g- only hockey game I saw was against Atlanta Thrashers what the th- Flyers also got <laughs> blown out that game yeah they, they also got blown out that game by the way I was too young to drink that game <laughs> I feel like you no, should have no drank words. that game <laughs> and the Flyers in one game. That's a drinking game. Right I there. was like seven years old, so I couldn't. That's, be a, that's a lame excuse. No, no <laughs> comment. No comment. I got free tickets. My dad went on the radio show. I think you guys are are remembering. I mean, this is kind of going against my point about the Leafs and Blue Jackets, but I think you guys are remembering too fondly the Jets because they've lost a decent number of pieces through either injuries or other things this year, and like like. Dustin Bufflin, it kills for the Jets. 
and they don't have it. And I think that's going to hurt them a lot more than you think. Because, like, think about what they did during the playoffs last year. Justin Bufflin had two Vegas Golden Knights, one in each hand during a fight, just carrying them like ragdolls. Like, a, I might be thinking too deep into it, because, like, we've already said, this is like starting a new season. We're not used to the physicality of the playoffs yet. So it's very possible these first play-in rounds aren't, aren't going to be that intense. But I think if they get intense, I don't think the Jets have it with them right now. Whereas the Flames haven't really lost that much and they have had relatively decent success. I'd also absolutely love to see somehow eventually a battle of Alberta in the playoffs because that would just be so much fun to watch. Like just, I mean, it would mean that the Oilers would have to win their series and then win the next one and the same for the Flames. But see, that means you're getting what? Um, conference semifinals? That, that could happen to like the conference finals basically. It, it would either be conference finals or conference semifinals so it'd be like really amped up so i mean you can't really hope too much for that but i think the flames have might have better goaltending if connor hellebuck craps out i don't think he's going to necessarily but he's playing out of his gourd right now like this guy this guy is taking the jets kicking and streaming into 2014 playoffs and we got to give him credit but i if he if he starts slipping i think the entire thing is coming down because like yeah they got they got a lot of good t- players like I heard someone say Blake Wheeler they got like Patrick Line and lots of good players but a lot of them are older and we've seen them falter in the past and I think it's it wouldn't be that hard to imagine them going cold and the flames staying hot so I don't think this is as clear cut and I'm gonna go with the flames on this one very very um like on the fence about it though like, I'm going to say Flames, but I'm not sure, <laughs> you know? No, I'd be confident picking the Flames. This is an 8 first 9 seed, by the way, so it should be close. But Hellebuck does have a pretty decent backup in Brossois. Oh, you got a good point there. Yeah, uh, almost forgot about that, but that's a good point. I do think David Riddick has a good history, though. I, I don't think we should sleep too much on David Riddick. And Cam Talbot has played in the playoffs before. So Overrander. Really? Yeah. I'm kind of surprised I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Cam Talbot? He was a, he was a backup for a while. He was. He must like, have been like a backup of a backup. He was no, he was Henrik's backup for a while, and every like he was our greatest backup. Like you think like you know you have your backup goalie in there, and it's just it was like almost like having Hank in there. I mean, yeah, he's a I good. There's a have. there's a reason he's he's up there in in rankings of goalies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I know he def. I mean, like I'm familiar with him in Edmonton the most. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, Connor McDavid hasn't succeeded with Edmonton, but and but I don't think Cam Talbot was that negative on that. And I could totally see him, especially in a shorter series, being good enough. And David Riddick, I really think is a good goalie. Like, like he's 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 a bit wishy washy on me. And Connor Hellebuck, I've always seen as a good goalie, but he's got to be exhausted by now, guys. Like, 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 yeah, he had a break, but still, like, he can't carry the team the whole time. It's, yeah, I guess the only thing I'm worried about. And and the Jets seem like they're missing some pieces. But uh, I really like Mark Giordano. I really like Elias Lindholm, Noah Hannafin, some good players on on the uh, on the Flames. I hate Milan Lucic, but that's that doesn't issue. It's not an issue. <laughs> uh, I, I really do think the Flames are going to come out of this though, but skin by the skin of their teeth. I think yeah. that, like you want to go. Hey, go ahead. Okay. I think that this will be a close series. Like I said, I think this series and the next two series we talk about will be really close. But I'm also going to go with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, a lot of it is because of Hellebuck. And also, like Noah said, I just do not trust the Flames in the playoffs. Uh, they were the one seed last year and lost in five games to uh, the Avalanche. 
Uh, they just have not had a lot of playoff success. It's not like Winnipeg's done that great in the playoffs either, but I trust their goaltending situation more, and I trust their their star offensive players to get the job done. So I'm going to go Winnipeg in a close series. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is definitely, I think, the closest matchup and the hardest to pick uh, as far as all of the qualifiers go. I mean, these guys are only like one point apart from the reg- in the regular season. I think the Flames have a vengeance are going to be coming with a vengeance because of uh, last year. The, I know they're, you know, the team is tired of losing, and I think they're going to be coming raring to go. And that's why I'm, I'm going to go with the Flames, but in five. And I, I just think that it's like they're, it's time for them to, you know, move forward. And I think, you know, taking a team against Winnipeg where it's eight and nine, I think the Flames from going from being the one seed and, you know, being heartbroken to the Avalanche, I think they're coming back going to be raring to go and hopefully can move forward uh, and top the Jets uh, in in five, if not, hopefully sooner. Uh, but going forward, uh, we have. Hey, sorry, I just want to point out a little thing. You just reminded me that last season, every first seed got knocked out in the first round. Right. That's that's the difference between hockey and basketball. In hockey, you know, you could have a great regular season, but come playoff time, it's it's like flipping the switch to a completely different season. That's why I think you know the pass and the regular season doesn't matter in the playoffs, and I think it's especially doesn't matter this year. Uh, because of how far removed we are. Like it hardly, like, the regular season this year feels like last season. This feels like a completely different season, you know, having to play in August, which is completely strange. But that being said, we have a game Sunday to talk about. It is the Arizona Coyotes taking on the Nashville Predators uh, in a qualifier. How about we start with Big Al? Who do we think between the Coyotes and Predators is going to advance to the Western Conference playoffs. So I'm just going by stats here um, just because I really don't know these rosters um, that well. Um, Arizona hasn't really had – Arizona, I feel like, is kind of like Columbus of the Western Conference in terms of – they could be a pesky team. They they certainly don't have guys that pop out on the stat sheet in terms of point scorers. Nashville, again, Nashville's one of those teams, man, they love putting up banners for everything, it seems like. I I don't think that either of these teams are built for the long haul, uh, although I do think that Nashville, I think, is the better team, um, has the better guys on the top line. Uh, So, yeah, I'm going with Nashville and four. Someone else go – I guess I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I think that I'm going to go with the Coyotes in this one. I just think that the Coyotes were one of the teams that benefited the most from this break. They started the season pretty hot, which kind of surprised me. And then they made the trade for Taylor Hall. And once they got Taylor Hall, they kind of took a nosedive and kind of came back down to earth. So I think that this kind of was going to help them regroup. Uh, I actually don't mind their goalie situation. I think that the Ronta-Kemper goalie combo is pretty good. Um, you know, they have some good pieces. I mean, ekman Larson, Taylor Hall, Phil Kessel had a disappointing first season in Arizona, but we know that he can turn it on in the playoffs. Uh, I just I think that Arizona has a chance uh, to really just match up well with Nashville and sneak through even though I think that Nashville probably does deserve to be the favorites I just think that Arizona I like to match up here and I think that they're the team that's going to sneak through again I don't know if they're a team that's going to go really far but I just think that they're the better of the two teams and I think that Rick
Rick Tockett's a pretty good coach in uh, Nashville. Uh, I don't know. I feel, I just feel like Nashville had their chance. You know, they were in the Stanley Cup and they lost it. And then the next year, I think they won the President's Trophy and they got eliminated, I think, like second round or something like that. Uh, and I don't know. I just, I don't think it's Nashville's time anymore. I think they blew it. I'm kind of on, on both of your pages. I'm so torn on this series because I love the Coyotes. I don't know why. Probably because of the old Kachina jerseys. I have one, but it's down in my apartment in Maryland, so I can't wear it right now. But man, do I love it. But like, the Coy- like exactly what you said. They got Ranta and Kemper and Nett. And if they really need it, they got Aiden Hill, who isn't that bad of a third string guy. And he's third string, so it's not like you have to worry too much about him. You got Ekman Larson. You got Clayton Keller, a new guy. They got some good young... T- the, one of my favorite things about the Coyotes is they don't really have any high scorers, but they're still a pretty good team to the point where you can kind of point at anyone for the next goal and not be surprised. And I really like that about them. I think that gives them a lot of chances to succeed. But I look at the Predators, they're a strong, experienced team. They got Roman Josie. They got Pecorine, who's one of the best, I think one of the best goalies in the, of the modern league. Like he's, he's just, he is a good hockey player, whether you like it or not. I don't think we can discount that. But then you look at what has he done in the playoffs? Failed. Like, unfortunately. So I I am so torn on this one because I really, I really just enjoy both teams. I like their styles of play. I think they have a lot of things about each of them that are so strong. Like the Coyotes have a long history of just having fantastic penalty kills. And the Predators have a long history of having fantastic defensemen. And both their goalie situations aren't really that bad. I mean, um, UC Saros, I believe, still is still the second-string goalie, and he's a good goalie. But the, to me, it comes down to the coaches. John Hines was a coach for the Devils for a while. And as someone from New Jersey, I've seen him do a lot of things that I quite didn't like. I did like it when the Lightning were playing the Devils, though, because then it was good for us. But that's exactly why I think the Coyotes are going to win this series. Because Rick Tockett has shown me, at least, least recently that he's pretty good at coaching his guys and John Hines hasn't really proven that to me yet I think Pecorine could possibly steal this for him but I don't think he's that much better right now especially in the playoffs against Antti Ranta and Darcy Kemper who are just such a good goalie tandem like we said before about um about Cam Talbot in New York it felt like you had your first string guy in net no matter what I think I think Arizona feels that way and I don't think Nashville feels that way. And I really do think the Coyotes are coming out of this one. I think it'll be hard fought, but I don't, I think the coaching talent is really where the difference is. Um, I'd, I'd really like to see either of them win. I like both teams, but I think if the Coyotes win, it would, it would actually be like, it would be, it would be cooler because like, he's got such a long history of being put down. That'd be great to see him really get into the playoffs. Uh, the first thing I got to say again is to put down Arizona. Unfortunately, I just think uh, it's just contagious. Like they make the big move for Hall. They struggle. They, the GM uh, is fielding offers during the COVID break, and that is basically forced to resign. Like I don't know how that helps morale in any way. I guess a chip on the shoulder, but I don't think it would work that way. Like what you you add, the team does worse. The GM wants to leave. What happens? I don't know. They're Arizona Coyotes. When I'd rather have a team that's a a little bit more since the team that has a good power play like Nashville. I'm gonna have to go Nashville here instead of a team that's GM doesn't even want to be there. Again, a GM did not want to be there. That's not a team I think is gonna be built to win even the qualifier round. And usually you bring up the low morale because I don't think the Coyotes have ever had high morale in their history. <laughs> 
history and like the fact that they have succeeded. I mean, like they made it to the Western Conference Finals in what, 2012, 2014? It's one of those it was even like Mike years. Smith, their goalkeeper, that one? Yeah, Mike Smith was there, back when Mike Smith was their goaltender. Yeah. And um, they, they lost to the Kings. The Kings won the Cup. It was a good season for them. But like, I, I don't know. I feel like they got, they, they got that rowdy energy. <laughs> Like there, there's, it's one of those things that I sit here and I go, Hey, let's look at completely intangible, non-statistical things here. They are rowdy. They're rowdy boys. I want them to win. I mean, they got biz nasty. Let's not forget Arizona Coyotes, biz nasty's team. Uh, their GM did sign a contract though in November for a three-year extension and then left the program uh, over Corona. But I mean, we got biz nasty's team versus Smashville. We got Smashville, no fans, no crowd, do not have their fans to tell the other team's goalie they suck. Big morale boost for the Arizona Coyotes. I think in this coin flip, you can take them in five. Like, I like how your response is like, can't be harassed. Big boost for Arizona. Oh, but he's He's right. If anyone who's seen a national game, team, listen to an entire stadium scream, thank you, can we have another, and then scream, you suck. It's you all scream. your fault. He scores. The Nashville's goalie chance have got to be so demoralizing. The the no fans, we haven't paid attention to that at all when we've discussed this. The no oh, fans, yeah. I think, I don't think they're going to shift too many of the series. So I think it's a great point, uh, Corkery, though. Like, Nashville isn't going to have the Smashville energy. Arizona can just play their game. And I think their game is just, like, so solid. And they've got Rick Tockett, who, to me, has proven himself to be an actually pretty good coach. And John Hines hasn't proven that. To yeah, that's a very good point. Because I think I think for all the sports and, uh, as a whole, for having no fans, I think hockey is going to be the most effective because it's playoff hockey and there's no fans in the stands. Like, this is the most exciting, one of the most exciting times to be a hockey fan. And unfortunately, we can't go. And the excitement and uh, the back and forth is probably not going to feel the same. But uh, as far as, you know, I agree. I don't think there will be many, uh, too many, uh, it would have too much of an effect on the series. It might, because uh, I think, uh, you know, in the past, I think, I mean, hockey is such a momentum sport. And I think people, I think the players really buy up off of the crowd and uh, the noise and the hype. Um, but that is a great point that we haven't touched too much on yet. And I think it's going to be the most, uh, I definitely think it's going to be the most effective. Like baseball, like just regular season games, I fans it's like you know it stinks but like it's not the same as the postseason and I think basketball isn't as effective by that but as far as the series goes uh you know I was supposed to fly out to Phoenix right when COVID happened that uh, initial weekend, March 14th. And, uh, you know, and, th- and then that ended everything. It is like the world just shut down from there. So what I would uh, want to see is Phoenix take that underdog mentality and beating that, a team like Nashville, who has had uh, Stanley Cup experience uh in the recent past and uh to be able to uh uh beat them and hope probably if they were to win i would say definitely be uh in five games but i'm gonna pick them just uh uh, on the sense of wanting to see them uh succeed and definitely have a sleeper team because i think if any if there was any time for a sleeper team uh to take advantage of an opportunity this is definitely it i mean this is not something we've never seen before and to be able to play five games when you're the 11th seed uh, in the West, uh, uh, definitely would be 
uh, beneficial for the Coyotes. Uh, so I'll take them in five. Uh, but moving, uh, moving on, there's only one place to go. So that is the Wild and the Canucks. Vancouver Canucks. Oh, wow, this would be interesting. How about we start with Mr. Noah Insel on the Minnesota Wild of the Vancouver Canucks? <laughs> okay, uh, well, I, huh, huh, I got me off guard there. For NBC. Big ratings indeed. Uh, I'm you gotta keep gonna, everybody on their toes. I'm just gonna say, I know the Wild, they have Zach Ruse and they have a bunch of old players. I know that I have Ryan Suter and uh, Mark Zuccarello, and but I just, they just, Something about the wild just is not appealing. Like I think this the Vancouver has the more star talent. Uh, I'm gonna butcher all their names, uh, of course, but it's, I'm not even gonna bother to pronounce them. I know they got a lot of Peterson medicine. And I just think uh, Minnesota's not a team. Like they were selling at the deadline, like they sold Zucker and so on. Uh, I'm gonna pass this to Mike Corkery though. He's, he's he, I think he has a good idea of this. Thanks, Noah. Uh, we got two teams that very underperformed mostly for the season. You have a resurgent Canucks team led by the goaltender in Markstrom. You got Quinn Hughes, a uh, likely pick for Rookie of the Year, along with Pedersen, Besser coming out. Uh, overall, though, this, this isn't going to be, this could either be the worst series or the best series, just because these are two teams that anything can really happen with them. We haven't seen too much consistent play out of either of them, especially the Wild, who, you know, just didn't perform up to their standards. Uh, not that their standards have ever been that high, but could be a mess. Canucks in three, absolutely. I do not think the Wild are going anywhere near winning a game right now. In their current status, I think the Wild need the Wild need to rebuild three years ago, and they've just keep denying that fact because they keep skirting into the playoffs like this, failing, and then going, "Well, we were that close. Let's just try it again." <laughs> like it worked for the Blue Jackets, I guess. It's not going to work for them. And I think the Canucks, like you said, behind Markstrom and other people said Pedersen. And I think Brock Besser, we can't forget. Bo Horvat. Like they got a lot of names on their team. And a lot of the Wilds' names are pretty old guys. Montezucarello is an old guy now, along with uh, – Eric um, He's a superstar. Eric, oh, I mean, Eric Stahl. Eric Stahl. He is he, on that name. You got me there. Uh, you got me there. Um, Eric, Eric Stahl is quite good, and he has shown recently that his age isn't showing that much. So i got to put respect on his name. Danny Heatley 2.0, Eric. Uh, maybe. I could see that. But I still don't I still don't think I I mean Devin Dubnik's the one name I can point out from goal in the wild. He's too wishy-washy for me. And Markstrom has come into his own definitely a lot more this season. I can totally see him pulling it out. And the Canucks just seem to have more talent on the ice at all times. It's just I've I've always I mean I've heard a lot of other people call him the Minnesota Mild. They're always average. They're never they're never good. They're never like so bad that you're like, wow, they suck. They're never so good that you think they're gonna win everything. I really I, I think the Canucks are just they they people on their team have playoff experience. They've been pretty good and they have players on them that you could easily call like Elias Pedersen is a superstar. And I think we can get there and just say, Yeah, the Canucks are gonna win the series. I in my mind, they're just they're taking us. 
I'm going to go quickly. I think the Canucks have a really young core. I think that that's the reason why they're going to take it in this series. The, the Wild are a very mediocre team. I don't think they're going to do anything. I think the Canucks are going to win the series. I'm going to say Canucks. And I, I keep going for because I'm giving, I'm giving the one team. I'm giving them a game just to be nice. But I honestly think it could be Canucks in three. I'm going with the Canucks. Uh... The Wild, they sold Zucker to the Penguins. They got Galchenyuk, who sucks. I would know. Uh, Galchenyuk's going to be the death of them. Uh, the Wild just are not a very good team. They fired their coach and all that. I don't know. They're just, I mean, obviously, we've seen teams that fire their coach win the cup just like last year, but I just, this team does not have the, nearly enough talent. I like the Canucks and Brock Besser and all those guys. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the best series. I don't know if anyone really is like, oh, the Wild and the Canucks are going to make deep runs, but it'll be all right. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, continue the swan song to make it sure. Three, Minnesota's just, I mean, come on. All right, moving on. So what's interesting, so interesting about this year and what was so controversial with this 2014 playoff is we're going to have a round robin to determine the top four seeding uh, so that everyone, you know, is still playing hockey. And what's really interesting is that these could be possible uh, matchups later on in the playoffs and now getting a chance to play possible future opponents definitely will be beneficial. Um, But... That being said, let's go to who we believe will be come out on top. Will it be the Boston Bruins as it, uh, you know, you know, as it stands currently, or could we see maybe the Flyers pulling out something crazy and jumping all the way up to number one? Like, like that's that, like see that's like that. See that's insane to me. Just to have, but like, but like that's what the world we're living in right now, and that's what we the CBA agreed to. So we had to talk about it, uh, Mike. Are the Flyers taking it? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, if I was a betting man, <laughs> first off, if I was a betting man, probably go with Boston. Safe pick. They, they're a great team. But forget about all that because the Flyers are riding kind hot and the best one that there is, Kevin Hayes, all the way, every day. Kevin Hayes, are you kidding me? Does everything. You ain't seen nobody ragdoll Sidney Crosby like that. Kevin Hayes will do it. Steal the puck from Malkin. Thanks for the delivery. Nice one. In an exhibition game. Didn't count for anything. He doesn't care. He always comes to play. You're welcome Jake, for Kevin Hayes. Yeah, Jake Voracek, completely out of shape, uh, I've been told. I've seen Ivan Provorov at my neighbor's like every other day at, at his pool. So, you know rest and relaxed we're ready to play ready to take this one tampa bay they don't want the one seed they're known to choke in that spot they're they're gonna pass up on it he knows matt knows he says that you know he'd rather see tampa bay win three games against really good teams i think this is the best talkie we're really gonna get at the at least intro level these exhibition games they're gonna be high intensity one game could mean a lot for your team in this situation so i think the flyers take it no doubt in my mind wow very hot take hot take on indeed what do you say noah's oh that's easy i'm a betting man so i'm going to bruins (laughs) (laughs) that's all yeah bruins i just like even though brad mantra did choke that one game against the flyers when he missed the puck in a shootout at all but i have have some faith in them just to be they have they have a solid team so i'm gonna go with the bruins there i think it's pretty bold to pick the bruins honestly up until a week ago 
at least a third of their team was not fit to play. Hungover. That's what Brad Marchand said to the media. Pasta was just hungover. I don't see the Bruins taking first. I'd love to see the Bolts win all three games, but I kind of agree. Putting them in first seed might not be the best thing. Uh, like, I don't want to see them lose a game. Because, like you said, like if you, they're losing a game against someone they might match up against later, but you do the same thing in the regular season, so it doesn't matter that much. I do think I do. I honestly not too not too against the Flyers taking first though. The Caps I think are totally fine with laying it back. They're already in the playoffs. It's just seeding. I don't think these teams are going to take these seeding round robins that seriously. I I think the Bruins don't have it in them. I think the Bolts are might strategically not get first. Honestly, I think it's between. Caps and Flyers, and I got—I honestly like a lot of Flyers players, but as someone from Northern New Jersey, I have to hate them. Like Provorov, uh, I love Gostas Bear based on only his name, and he's a pretty good player. Carter Hart is a great goalie as a as a new as a new person in the league, but like the Caps have so much going for them, and I go to school near DC, so I'm going Caps taking first. I guess I'll jump in. Um, I, I want I want my beloved Flyers to take the um, to take first, but I am. You know, honestly, that might backfire in the end. Who knows? Um, I'm kind of on that Caps train, honestly. I think that the Caps have a good roster. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, Kuzi and Ovi, uh, you can't go against Ovi. Ovi's the most lovable player in the NHL. Uh, one of the most lovable players in sports. Um, and and uh, what Holtby's been pretty solid in goal um, the last few years. Um, I, I don't know about his stats this year. But I, I, I agree. I don't think that these teams are going to be taking – sorry. I don't think that these teams are going to be taking this that seriously, um, especially the top four because they already know that they're in it. They don't have to worry about it. So I think that, you know, having, you know, the the Bruins and the Lightning might not take it as seriously, but the Caps and Flyers might take it more seriously because they're not in that position. Who knows? Um, but I'm going to go with the Caps here. I will say that I think that the Flyers are going to be um, a team to watch in this round robin, um, and they might surprise some uh, some some people. So who knows? Um, I, I do think that the you know the um, uh, the, the four month layoff is. I don't know how good that's going to be for how hot they were coming in. Um, that might uh, that might deter a few people. Uh, like it kind of scares me because they were looking really good, and then all this happened. So I hope that they can continue it. But who knows? But I'm going to go with the Caps taking the first seed. Guess I'll go next. Uh, well, I know we don't really have to rank them and order them, but. I- that's what I did, so I might as well read them off. Uh, at fourth place in the Eastern Conference, I have the Flyers. I just think that they're just not as talented as the other three teams, and I don't think that it's gonna be, I don't think it's going to be highest intensity. Just I think it's going to almost feel like more like ex- exhibition games. Um, but I do think that the reward is that if the Penguins advance, I don't think anyone really wants to play the Penguins first round of the playoffs either. Of those four teams. Uh, I'll take but I think right the, that'll be the Flyers who get the what? We'll take you guys. We'll take you too. Well, I think the Flyers will be there. Flyers I just don't, don't want the Penguins. I just really don't think the Flyers are as strong of a team as some people do. I just they really went on one run this season. They went on one hot streak, and then I mean that was four months ago, and then like the end of the world basically happened. It took St. I, Louis one hot streak. What? St. Louis. They wrote Saint, that. St. Louis, yeah, but I don't know. I just don't. It's the thing with hockey, like it's all momentum. Like you could be they, like. You don't think that momentum's going to last four months later? No, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. That's why this – this it's not like I feel like – I think the Penguins like, are, have an advantage too because they were playing bad and then they got to regroup for four months. Yeah. Well, I, I think like you can't really take much from this season at all because it's four months away. Uh, I mean, I still think it's going to be a legit winner. I think it's going to be like the hardest Stanley Cup to win. But. Yeah, yeah, I, I can uh, see that. Uh, 
All right. Um, <laughs> but anyway, but I have Flyers at four. I have Bruins at three. Capitals at two, and Lightning at one. I could think happen. I, could I, happen. I think the Lightning are going to show up for these games, and they'll probably win like a playoff round, and then they'll lose. <laughs> Do you account for a no Stamkos? I feel like accounting for no Stamkos is – I can't account either way right now. I'm reading <laughs> – every day I read I read an article that says he's never going back and an article saying he's about to come back. And honestly, I think if he comes back cold, it won't be the best. But it's, if he comes back cold in these round-robin games, I think he'll be great. We've got a deeper team than most people realize, but, like, man, I wish Stamp- – I hope Stamkos shows up. I'm sure that that'll be nice to get a guy like an all-star like him. In the lineup, uh, I'm going to go Capitals number one here. I just think that uh, that team is the, I mean, arguably the best out of all four of them. Um, but uh, I don't know. I could be proven wrong easily. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would count these round robin games as exhibition. I mean, I think they're going to be more important than uh, as some may believe because obviously uh, you're lining up. I mean, pretty much you're kind of almost picking your opponent at this point. Um, as far as, you know, um, the top three, I wouldn't be so concerned with, but I definitely wouldn't want to have that four spot. I mean, that's personally me, but I don't know. But that being said, let's move it on to the Western side of things. Uh, we got the St. Louis Blues, Colorado Avalanche, Vegas Knights up there again. Uh, this team, I don't know what, like, it. this team is like highway robbery. They just took every good player from every team, and they made a good team out of them. Marc-Andre Fleury, shout out, I'm sure Jason would, would say. Uh, Dallas Stars at the fourth slot. Do we see anything changing here out in the West? What do you think, Matt? I think the West could be weirder. I mean, I think I think the East teams are pretty close actually, and the West teams might be a little further apart. So I think they can switch around a lot more than we're than we're expecting. I think the Abs take first. I think they're a really strong team with a lot of really good lines. They can roll pretty good defense and all right goaltending. I mean, Blues have great goaltending. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that. Bennington, when he goes down, Allen goes up. So like it works out for him. They got they've got really they've got really good players, but I think they're kind of going to relax on in this round robin. Golden Knights, they were great their first year. They were pretty good last uh my brain just broke. Yeah, last year. Um and then this year they've also been pretty good. I think they're going to stay pretty good and get third. Uh and then Dallas Stars, I really think just kind of snuck in. Uh they're a good team. I can see them making it far, um, but I think when you're pl- and you, if it's not a series, I don't think they're going to make it through that strongly. So I really think that they're 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 going to stay where they are in fourth. They're a good team. They got good players, but they're also like they're one of those where I really think it can go either way. You know, like they're one of those teams that you can watch and you're really not sure how the game's going to go. But uh, I I do think the Abs are going to pull it up. But I totally see the Blues going far. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. I actually have the Blues being the one seed for me. I feel like the with uh, Tarasenko returning, I think that's going to be a big boost for them to want to play competitive to try to get into like tip-top shape as they approach the playoffs. Because hockey, again, playoff hockey is a whole different animal, and you don't want to be one of those one seeds that lose to an eight seed, especially an eight seed who already had to play for their lives already. 
Yeah, I, and we keep talking about we're not taking it seriously. I'm the one who brought that up, but I'm just I just remembered because um, I saw something. Exhibition game, Panthers Lightning. There was a fight in an exhibition game with no fans. So like I if it could totally switch what I'm what I've been saying this whole time, and these round robin games could be some of the most intense games you'll see, and that'll just be fantastic hockey to watch. I'm gonna agree with Noah on this one. I have um I have I have St. Louis as the top seed. Jordan Bennington is is insane in goal. And one of the main reasons why uh, you know St. Louis won the uh, won the won the cup last year. Um, so I think they're going to ride him, and I, I think that team's good enough overall that they are going to take the one seed in the Western Conference. Yeah, I also have St. Louis at one. I like the goaltending. I like the experience. I like the coaching. Uh, I really like a lot about St. Louis. Uh, pretty much since they fired Mike Yo last year and hired Craig Berube, um, they've just been on a roll since then. I really like the Blues. I think they'll make a deep playoff run, but at number two, I have the Avs, uh, three Golden Knights, four stars. All right, well, just to be different now, I cannot pick the St. Louis Blues. I think the Blues are an amazing team. Obviously, again, Tarasenko back helps them, but you can't mess with Mac Daddy down there in Colorado, working hard. They just have a sick team, sick lineup. Uh, I think the Golden Knights are probably one of the teams that you'll see going far. Them and the Blues are kind of built for long-run playoff games, but you just, you just can't bet against the Avalanche when you see that lineup, when you see the star power, when you see how fun those games can be to watch. It's tough. I think this is the toughest one to pick because everyone's in it except the Dallas Stars. I don't know. Vegas has to watch out for those five-minute majors. I think the Blues uh, are going to end up on top as well. I just like how they've, you know, how they've been playing and how they've been playing the last previous, you know, recent uh, years. They seem to be doing very good in that conference. Um, and I think they're going to pr- most likely go fairly deep in this postseason. All right. Now, let's discuss on who we believe are going to head into the conference finals. Let's start on the eastern side of no, things. No, no, let's do let's do both and then let's do Stanley Cup in one. So just get all, right, so just get all of it done, just like how we did with the NBA. Eastern, Western I, finals. I unfortunately was buying a car at that time, so I was not no, there no, for it. It's fine, but that's how we did it. We did Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, NBA, uh, NBA Finals. So here, Eastern, Western, Stanley Cup Finals. All right, that is your head speaking as the head of the four horsemen. Uh, let's line it up. Who do we believe are our conference finals matchups jason i'll give it to you all right in the eastern conference i have the pittsburgh penguins playing the boston bruins uh i think that these are the two best teams in hockey honestly that's what i think and i think that the depth and the lines of these teams is just incredible uh i think this is going to be an such a hard-fought series. This easily goes six or seven games, in my opinion. But I think the Penguins go back to the Stanley Cup Finals. Honestly, I just think they they have the stars, they have the experience, and they have the depth more than any other team. They can roll the four lines. I mean, their fourth line this year of Zach Aston, Reese, Teddy Bluger, and Brandon Tanev was on uh, was possibly the best fourth line in hockey. Uh, you know, I think that they are just going to going to be really hard fought. I don't think it's going to be an easy Stanley Cup run, but I just think that they're the team in the East to beat, even though they're playing in the qualifiers mike sullivan i think is the best coach in hockey i mean i just i just gotta go with that with the penguins and then western conference and finals come on oh yeah yeah <laughs> well i don't know if you want me to do western conference right now or not yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's the whole thing that's what we just bickered about okay <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, uh, we've seen the Pens do it, but in the in the West, I think you're going to see the Blues in the Avalanche in the conference finals, and again, a really hard-fought six or seven-game series. Um, I think that this is where the dream ends for the Blues to repeat, though. I think the Colorado Avalanche go to the finals. I love the offense. Uh, I really just love how that team has really come together this year. They've really taken a big step. I think that they're going to be a really fun team to watch. They have a lot of star players. They're going to be hard to reckon with for a few years. Uh, and then in the Stanley Cup finals, we have the Penguins and the Avalanche. we got the two... Uh, Cole Harbor and Nova Scotia kids going up against each other. Two stars, Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon. Uh, yeah, I'm picking the Penguins, We obviously. Uh, I think that the Penguins will win in five or six games. I just think, like I said, the depth, the experience, the scoring, the coaching. You know what's weird about the Penguins, though, is I think that Murray is going to start the playoffs as the starting goalie tomorrow. But I think that eventually th- during the playoffs at some point, this is going to become Tristan Jari's team and they'll trade Murray in the offseason as a restricted free agent. Um, I just, I don't I just, I see these guys, obviously I follow them more than any other team. I mean, I follow the whole NHL, but this is what I see. I see the, I see the Penguins beating the Avalanche in the finals. Okay. And um, I guess I'm going to follow that up now. So I hate to uh, agree with you. Jason here, but on the Eastern Conference, I have the Penguins and the Bruins playing. I really do like the depth of the Penguins since they did get help healthy. They did get Gensel back. They got Latang back. They got so many people back. I feel like that's going to help them in that experience. Uh, but I, I, you, you can't know, go wrong with Sidney Crosby and Malkin and Chris. Did miss that shootout goal, so I'm gonna have to say Penguins might be a little bit more clutch here. So I'm gonna have to go Penguins in six to beat the Bruins to go to the Stanley Cup, even though it pains me to say that. And in the West, I'm gonna have to go with uh, the Blues versus the Golden Knights. And in that series, I feel like. Old man Mark Andre Fleury is going to carry the Knights for a rematch against his old team, the Penguins, in the Stanley Cup. And in that rematch, of like, you took my job, basically, because uh, Murray took his job. And I do agree with Jason that Jari will probably be starting then. I feel like in that matchup, the Penguins are going to win in five games, which are already carrying the Penguins. To win a Stanley Cup, because I think this is, they're the most experienced, one of the most experienced teams there, and they're healthy, and they've had to deal with injuries, and not everyone's together. I feel like that's just a recipe for success. And it pains me to say that, because I hate to agree with Jason. Y'all are out of your gourds right now. I mean, you already know what my end game is. Like, like you, know, you know where I'm going with this, but I got to set it up nice. Eastern Conference. I think Eastern Conference is such a tight, such a tight at the top conference and loose at the bottom. Western Conference is so much more spread out. So I think Eastern Conference, I want to say Bolts Caps, but I also could go Bolts Isles and just really just like, you know, throw it out. But I think Bolts are going to bounce the Isles earlier because of how things line up. But anyway, Bolts Caps Conference Finals. Now, now, now you guys are going to look at me like I got three heads. Avs Nux in Western Conference. I think the Canucks are going to take weird strides because if I, I'm looking at every other team there. I look at the Stars. I look at the Yotes. I look at the Preds. I look at the Oilers. Teams that have some good things but don't seem to have longevity. I think the Canucks can have some longevity. And I also just be really excited to see them get that far because we've seen surprising teams get that far. And I think my pick for this year's surprising team to get that far is the Canucks. So I think it's uh, Bolts, Caps, Bolts, 
over caps, Avs Nucks, Avs over Nucks. So it's uh, Bolts, uh, Avs in the finals. Seven games, most exciting play- Stanley Cup final in the history of the game. <laughs> and uh, Bolts in seven. Uh, you mean think, Avalanche? Uh, no, uh, please shut up. <laughs> the more you say it, the more I cry. But uh, I think I, I really think the Bolts and Avs would have a very entertaining series. And that's one of the reasons why I'm gunning for them. Because, like, I'm in a position being a fan of the Bolts that it's not too unreasonable to pick them to go that far. Like, if I were if I were a Habs fan and I said Habs are going to the final, I wouldn't be allowed to speak in this podcast. But uh, I, luckily, I'm a fan of a better team. So I really think that that's my pick. I think it's uh, Lightning over the Capitals in the East and the Avalanche over the Canucks in the West. Uh, and then Lightning win the Stanley Cup in seven games. Who did not go? You, me, and uh, Corkery haven't gone yet. Okay, let's move it along. Whoever, uh, Alex, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to be a little bit homer here, but I'm going to try to be as unbiased as possible. I'm going to go Flyers-Caps in the, in the Eastern Conference just because I want to see the Flyers do well and I want them to continue the success that they had uh, and, that, and that run that they had before COVID hit. And then in the Western Conference, I'm going to go Avs, Golden Knights. And do you guys remember that uh, that Stanley Cup a few years ago? That, um, you know, uh, first year, Golden Knights getting into the Stanley Cup final. You know, I'm just going to say that's going to happen again. I want to see Vegas get their revenge. So I'm going to go I'm going to go Caps, Golden Knights, Stanley Cup final. I'm going to say Golden Knights in seven. That would be the third Stanley Cup champion in five years to fire their coach midseason and win, which is crazy. That would be good. See, that's another thing. That's an, it would be it, weird How stuff like that. that. Hockey. Well, hockey allows for weird stuff like that. I, I think. I mean, well, that is true. If, I mean, Vegas, I'm, if Vegas wins, the Panthers should get part of the banner for giving up their good <laughs> players to them. I mean, not all of them. Everyone gave up their good players to them. That's what I'm saying. Not everyone. <laughs> Jason Garrison went from the Lightning, and he was like a second or third line D-man who never played a game for Vegas. The Panthers <laughs> traded players so that they would pick other players, and all of the players Vegas got throughout that process became fantastic. It's like, I do not understand. That's a, that whole story is just crazy. You know, they just came, came from nothing. And, like, you never see expansion teams play that well. And it's even better because the Panthers, the Panthers' first year was the exact opposite of Vegas's. They were just so bad. I mean, the worst first year was the Caps. I, I mean, coincidentally, Caps-Vegas have that rivalry now. Vegas had one of the best first seasons. The Caps had the worst season, I think, in the history of hockey. Eight wins. They mm-hmm. they ran around. Their, their, this is a fun story. Their final game of the regular season, they pretended they had the Stanley Cup and they got a, a big trash can and paraded around the ice with it as if it were the Stanley Cup. <laughs> they had eight wins out of, I think back then it was an 80-game season because it was 74. Yeah. But, like, I cannot imagine being that bad of a team but hey they're still here and guess what isn't either of the atlanta teams (laughs) you think they would have done it though with seven wins Shout out Atlanta Thrashers. That's a good question. If they had seven wins, I don't think they would have done it. (laughs) The eighth win is what did it. That's why they could celebrate. Grade eight, the grade eight. It's an omen. It was an omen from their first season. Alex started there. All right, go ahead. Well, it's pretty easy. Flyers are beating all the bums in the East. It doesn't matter. I don't care about conference. I'm not going to set up that scene. You got Tampa, a bunch of bumps. You got Ovi, who's still on his hangover from last season. You got Boston, a bunch of face lickers. Pasta's having a good time. Maybe he ate too much pasta during quarantine. Now they're unfit to play. 
Guess what? Easy ride for the Flyers. I don't care about the Penguins. Worst picks of all time by Jason and Noah. Absolutely no thought going on at all in any of their picks. Just easy win. Flyers walking their way through it. It doesn't matter. Flyers walking their way all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. Probably going to sweep every series. Kevin Hayes is going to have 32 who do they beat? points. Who do they beat? Who, they beat? No, who do they beat Kevin in the Hayes Finals? I want to know who, who, who wins the West. Because I'm not getting anything the about the East. They said they make the Finals. Hold on. All right, then we're going to see the Vegas Golden Knights take on the Colorado Avalanche. I think, based off of what I said, the Avalanche are a high-powered team, but I do not think that they have team-to-beat gritty hockey. And that's what the Stanley Cup comes down to, gritty hockey. And that's why the Flyers are obviously going to make it. I mean, gritty might fly out. We're going to have Oscar Lindblom show up somewhere during the Flyers' trip. They're going to get a big morale boost seeing that guy. Isn't Lindblom on their roster right now? Yeah, he's going to fly from Sweden, meet up with the team. Like, that's badass as hell. I cannot, I cannot see them not getting a morale boost from that. So, see, I'm, I'm speaking into existence. Speaking into <laughs> existence. Everyone believes it now. And then we're going to see Flyers Golden Knights, big Stanley Cup final. We're talking about a hard-fought series that Marc-Andre Fleury wins for the Golden Knights. We could call this the Atlantic City-Vegas series because Atlantic City's close to close enough to Philly. The, the casino series. The so, Vegas definitely uh, would win that then. Yeah, definitely. Then the the Vegas is going to First Stanley Cup and what, their second season as a team. Yeah. Shout out to Marc-Andre Fleury. Shout out Marc-Andre Fleury. Just always, always finding a way to beat the Flyers in if, the playoffs. Absolutely. If, Vegas, if, Vegas, if Vegas never won a cup, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> <laughs> you see the Seattle Kraken get an absolute stud off the Ve- off the Vegas Golden Knights, and we enter a new era. Yeah, Seattle Kraken are going to get every stud, win the Stanley Cup forever, and then have the league will fold. They just need to draft James Neal. That's all we need to do. Get him in the expansion draft. I want them to take Tyler Johnson from the Bolts because Johnson's from Spokane, Washington. Like he's a Washington boy. And he's like, we need someone to loosen our cap, and he's a good player, and I'd love to see Seattle succeed. All right. Uh, my picks going into Eastern Conference Finals, I have the Tampa Bay Lightning making it to the Eastern Conference Finals to face the Boston Bruins. I think it's going to be a hard-fought matchup. I do have Tampa advancing to the Stanley Cup. I think they are coming back. Uh, ready to take what would, should have been rightfully theirs previous previous year. But we'll try again this year. Hopefully without fans may work into their favor so they can just focus on the game. That'll be interesting. Uh, out of the West, I'm going to go with the Colorado Avalanche facing off against the Dallas Stars. And I'm going to have the Colorado Avalanche winning that series and advancing to have the Colorado Avalanche playing against the Tampa Bay Lightning and drum roll please I have the Tampa Bay Lightning as your 2020 coronavirus Stanley Cup champions Uh, is this sponsored by coronavirus I like the way you think I, I believe that they have Mike, very... Mike, you're setting a bad precedent by saying that it's sponsored by coronavirus. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> that is your precedent you just said. Because this is, I mean, this is the coronavirus season. I mean, oh, yeah. But it is. I mean, that's exactly. I mean, it makes sense. Their 2004, right. their 2004 win, every Calgary fan is going to put an asterisk on that because it was in. Spoiler alert, it wasn't in. But then, right. so they got to, if they're going to win another Stanley Cup, it's got to have another BS asterisk on it that, exactly. I, that every fan doesn't believe, but every <laughs> not, but, but, 
all the Avs fans are going to believe. So yeah, exactly. I know, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so that that goes uh, for my pick. Uh, that's interesting, though. We had two Penguins, two Lightning, two Golden Knights. That, that's the beauty of the six right there. Thank you so much, guys, for coming on. Thanks so much, everyone. Yeah, for, that was um, a lot of fun. Listening. Hockey is returning Hockey's in August. Returning. This is probably, so weird. You can probably get this to like an hour 45. I, yeah, I can get this to an hour 40, no worries. If I can get the other one to an hour 40, then I can get this one to an hour 40. So thank yeah. you, thank you so much. Hockey's back. Hockey's back. Let's Hockey's go. Back. Thank August. you guys so much for listening. Make sure to listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Watch my stuff on YouTube, even though the NBA one's not going to be up because I somehow deleted the file. Um, I don't want to talk about that, but like <laughs> I, made some mistakes. <laughs> I made some mistakes in my time, but it's okay. We'll have this one up on YouTube tonight. Um, so thank you again so, so much, guys, for coming on. Thank you, thanks to everyone for listening and staying through if you stayed through. Um, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will talk to you guys hopefully next week. <laughs>